0: Welcome to the CND Clinical Podcast in association with Neurofen for Children. In this clinical podcast, I spoke to Dr. Ishak Abu-Arabi, Arafe, is a consultant in paediatrics and paediatric neurology. We discuss whether headaches are a common complaint in children, what pharmacists can do to ensure patients get the best possible care, and what difficulties they may face in assessing a child's headache. First of all, Do headaches occur in children?
1: Children do suffer from headaches, and uh, they do suffer as much probably as as adults. The younger the child, the less often, the older the child is more often. And uh, children under the age of five, probably one to two percent of them have problems with recurrent headaches. The prevalence increases gradually and steadily. By the time the child reaches the age of 12 to 15, the prevalence of headaches in adolescents is probably as much or as equal to the prevalence of headaches in adults. And the interesting thing is, under the age of 12, boys and girls are affected equally. And above the age of 12, more girls than boys will be affected with headache.
0: What actually causes the headache to occur in well, children and
1: adults? Yeah. Well, m- most of the headaches, which uh, are what we call idiopathic headaches, like tension-type headache and migraine, are determined by our genes. And uh, they do run in families. It's not a single gene, but it is a multiple of genes. It's polygenetic or a complex genetic underlying cause. On its own, might not be enough to cause the headaches, but environmental factors or triggers and physiological triggers can make the child have an an attack of headache. So if you are genetically predisposed to migraine or tension type headaches and you're exposed to a stressful environment, you may get to express that uh, stress by an attack of headache. Other trigger factors like missing on a meal, missing on uh, sleep, or excessive tiredness. Sometimes some certain types of food or drink might trigger attacks of migraine. So in in short, yes, they do get headaches, and they do get headaches as much as the adults, and probably in a similar similar fashion. I get that children get headaches, but how common are they? It is quite common, and one study which looked at uh, all published uh, prevalence studies in the world suggested about 60% of children between the age of 5 to 15 or school-aged children suffer at least one attack every year of headache. If you look at the prevalence of migraine, it's about one in 10 of school children suffer from migraine. If you look at tension-type headache, which is episodic tension-type headache, which occurs one every now and then, which is not every day, but uh, maybe a few times in a month, Something like one in five of school-aged children will get tension-type headache, so it is quite common. When a patient presents to the pharmacy, how do we
0: assess what type of headache it is, and can they diagnose them there?
1: The main thing, if, from point of view of diagnosis, is not to dismiss the complaints of the child. When the child suffers from headache, it's real. Uh, pain and uh, it needs to be assessed. In primary headaches, which is the subject of our discussion I suppose will be always and today in particular, is headaches which comes in attacks with self-limiting attacks. They last between a few hours sometimes to a day or two, but the most important thing between attacks the child is completely well and healthy and returns to normal. If the child during these attacks has no other symptoms and the pain is not severe enough to interfere with activity or sometimes interfere with some but not all activities and there's no nausea no vomiting no intolerance to light or sound Uh, that's most likely to be tension type headache if these symptoms also uh, um, present during the attacks of headaches and the pain is severe enough to interfere with activity it's more likely to be migraine and um, most people know that and very interesting if you ask most people who come to say that they have migraine and uh, to tell them what do you think and if they say they have migraine 90 percent they are right (laughs) and that has been validated through several community-based studies and parents because it runs in families can spot that in their children when they come to the pharmacist they are not really seeking diagnosis they're probably seeking help in management. At
0: what point does a child normally present to the GP or pharmacy with a headache?
1: Quite often, it's not as early in the course of the disease. Um, quite often, when you see the child or the parents coming to ask for uh, advice uh, about their child who has headaches, and you ask them when did it start, they will recall at least two to three months they will say this has been going on for two to three months and um, unless it is associated with acute illness but if it is a recurrent headache because parents try to cope with it they try to intellectualize it to try to uh, help their children as the best they can they can and sometimes we don't see them because they are successful it's only when it becomes difficult to control the headaches or it becomes too many of them and the parents become worried about uh, uh, whether they are doing the right things or not. They come and ask uh, for help. So it's, uh, uh, it's, un- it's, it's not unusual for parents to come to say that the child has been having headaches for a few months.
0: In my practice, I, I wouldn't say it'd be very common for me to have someone come in and say their child's got a headache. It might be a symptom of another condition, a cough or cold, if they have a fever, a tummy bug, that kind of thing. So where do we have to draw the line
1: I think that's a very important question, and it's a very important scenario which you have mentioned. If the child comes with headache as part of another group of symptoms, and very important to ask about uh, fever, to about about respiratory symptoms such as runny nose sneeze, to ask about uh, gastrointestinal symptoms, whether the child is vomiting or having diarrhea, to ask a non-specific question about how, how is the child otherwise, is he well or unwell. And parents can tell you that the child is unwell. And if that is the situation, I think headache become, although it's important, but it become less important than the other symptoms and that that situation when the child has to go and see their GP in case yeah, there is any serious infection. And obviously, if there is a rash, that will alert you to its meningitis.
0: If the patient just tends to have, what seems like a tension type headache, what other symptoms should the pharmacist look out for and know when they're parallel to the GP or hospital?
1: Yeah, I think if the child uh, has, uh, what, Looks like tension type headaches. The headache is simple, it's uh, mild to moderate and is not associated with any other symptoms. Probably that can be treated as tension type headaches. However, if it continues for a long period of time, especially tension type headache can go for a few days. If it lasts for more than three days, I think that should be CGB. If the child does not return to normal between attacks, the child should be CGB. If the child has um, other symptoms like waking up from sleep with vomiting, that should be worrying. The child has developed new symptoms like um, double vision or quint, should, should be seen by GB as a matter of urgency. So there are some what we call red flags to be aware and conscious about them. So if the child has any of those red flag symptoms, These are the times when the child has to go to see a doctor.
0: If a patient presents, they don't have any of those red flag symptoms and it seems to appear like a tension-type headache because there's no other warning signs of like a migraine,
1: how would we in the pharmacy treat? The advice I would give, and I would hope that other uh, pharmacists will give to these kids and their families, is the non-pharmacological to start with. If that child has a headache, should have given that chance to rest. If he can go to bed and they sleep it off, that will be excellent. The child should be encouraged to take fluids, and uh, I mean by that, water, <laughs> and... Uh, no, co- no Coca-Cola before bed, then. <laughs> no Coca-Cola before bed, uh, especially caffeine-containing Coca-Cola. Some children would like to have fizzy drinks, and um, if uh, caffeine consumption exceeds um, the normal allowance, probably one milligram per kilo per day, then it becomes counterproductive. Keep them off sleep and uh, trigger headaches in some children. So general advice of fluids, uh, rest, sleep, avoiding a trigger, avoiding aggravating factors such as intense heat, intense light, or uh, noisy places. And uh, if that works, that's fine. That's all what they need to do. If uh, that was uh, not enough to bring on relief of headaches, then. uh, there's nothing wrong in uh, prescribing or offering them appropriate painkillers. Simple painkillers such as paracetamol or, or ibuprofen will be ideal.
0: Is there any benefit for having various formulations of either paracetamol or ibuprofen?
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, I think abilities of a children to swallow medications varies according to their age also according to their preferences and according to their uh, maturity and younger children uh, will prefer liquid formulation. Children who are able to swallow tablets, they will find that a good option. There is a group of children who usually between the age of 7 and 11 or 7 to 12 who would be unable to, to take the tablets but it is not practical for them to carry liquid um, medicines around and the other thing is the concentration of the liquid medicine might be diluted and if you want to give the appropriate dose you have to give them large volume of liquid um, paracetamol or ibuprofen so the ideal uh, medication for them is a tablet that uh, can melt in their mouth so they will have ease of a swallowing or a chewable gel tablets which um, also can be swallowed much easier than the tablet. And it has lots of advantages. Uh, They can carry these tablets with them, which is much easier and more practical than to carry a bottle.
0: So now we know how to appropriately treat headaches in children and when we need to refer. But one of the difficulties I find is speaking to the children themselves and actually getting the information, the right information from them because a parent might just come in and say, oh, my child's got a cold, but what they mean is headache. So how can we get more information from them to ensure we're giving them
1: the right treatment? That's very interesting as well, because children are very good in describing their symptoms. It all only needs somebody who has the time and the patience to sit and listen to them and give them the chance to speak. They might not use a language which adult people use, but they use their own language, but it can give the same meaning. I saw children even at the age of four or five who are very eloquent in um, pointing where the headache is most severe. They would point to the forehead or to the side of the head or the top of the head. They are able to tell you what annoys them most. And they can tell you, if you ask them to describe the pain, they would be use their own words. They told you stingy or banging or hammering or bunching and it's all to us has a meaning um, they can the only thing that children can't uh, assess well if they are too young is the duration of the headache and quite often they either underestimate how long the headache has been or they overestimate and um, it you need the help of the parents to, to, to tell you that the other thing is you can assess the um, headache severity and other symptoms by looking at the children's behavior during attack. So if they want to be left alone, they want uh, to go to their bed, they want to shut the windows and to draw the curtains and switch the lights off, and they switch off the radios or TV or their iPod, you know that uh, they are not tolerating noise and sound and light and uh, you know that they are um, not tolerating exercise or movement, or they want to be in bed. So uh, that tells you quite a lot about what the headache's like. And if you just take description of what does the head- child look like during the attacks from the parents or from the child, you will get enough information to make a diagnosis.
0: In the past, I've seen scales which you can get for children, which have either 0 to 10, and they put the, their finger on whichever one they think is worse, or like happy face and sad face describing like the level of their headache. How effective are these when trying to understand the child's headache?
1: And they are very much used in uh, many situations, including the headaches. And this is the, f- the smiley faces or the upset faces uh, or pictures of upset and heavy faces. We call it the visual analogue scale. And the child can point to which face represents his feeling during the attacks. You need to be careful because sometimes the child tells you how does he feel whether he's up unhappy or sad or happy rather than he's in pain or he's uh, relief, but has it been relief so you need to, to make sure that you and the child are assessing the same thing the other thing is the scale 1 to 10 and it is quite uh, often used it is useful to assess a single a child Bit, a time of the peak of the headache and a time of recovery because you can't tell how much improved or, or lack of improvement. Unfortunately, you can't transfer uh, it between people. So what might be 10 for one person, might be 6 for another. But it, for an individual child, it is very good uh, method to assess the improvement or lack of improvement in the headache. What
0: sort of consequence does having recurrent headache in children have for
1: well, their, their education, their well-being in general? Yeah. I think most of the children who suffer from headaches, they suffer from infrequent attacks. However, um, about one in ten to one in five of kids, the headaches are frequent, can be prolonged, and can be severe and can interrupt their education they are associated with uh, missing quite a lot of school days and that quite often the most common reason why parents consult us and ask us to help because they are worried about the children's uh, education and school attendance. So the impact of a headache or recurrent headache on the child can be wide-ranging from school attendance to uh, enjoyment of social life to enjoyment of family events. So if we look at the quality of life in the children with recurrent headaches or what we call uh, frequent headaches, it has a very high impact on their on their quality of life. Is there
0: anything else you want to add
1: about childhood headaches? Yes, I, I think um, one thing I would like to add um, tell people if they are looking after children with headache, is not to be scared, not to be frightened of it. Uh, It might uh, um, sound like uh, something um, unusual but it is not. It is quite common for children to have headaches and they might come to ask for help from different sources and the pharmacist is one of them. So just take your time if that is the situation you find yourself in Listen to the child, Um, make sure that uh, taking good history, Uh, ask the child about the pain, how bad it is, where it is, and how long does it last, and most importantly, between headaches, the child is back to normal self. If that is the situation and you satisfy yourself that the child is well in all other aspects, Treating it with, uh, as I said earlier, with general advice and, um, and and healthy lifestyle is very important. But also treating it with painkillers is also important. And when you give painkillers, you have to give it very early after the onset of headache. And we have recognized and we know that the earlier you treat, the more successful you're going to be. Don't wait until the child is very ill and the child is suffering to a degree that it becomes associated with nausea and vomiting and then the medications might not stay in the stomach, might not absorb and it will not be successful. So my advice is to give either paracetamol or ibuprofen. Give a very good dose, appropriate to the weight and the age of the child and give it very, very early as soon as possible after the onset of headache and you will by this way ensure that the child will get the maximum benefit from the treatment.
0: That was Dr Ishak Abu-Arafay discussing childhood headache. To find out more about headaches in children read over our clinical module at www.chemistanddruggist.co.uk. Thanks for listening.